You're about to listen to the words and teachings of Pastor Shola Oshimakide of the household of David. Be blessed. Psalm 11 verse 3. Let's read. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Psalm 11 verse 3. You know, it's important that, I, I just want to say this before we read this passage, that people love you for who you are, not what you have. So, you know, I just read some years back, and I found out that the Bible says that concerning Esau and Jacob, that the father loved Esau because he used to eat of his food. But the Bible said the mother loved Jacob and no reason was given. When love is not attached to anything, it's wonderful. When it's attached to something, if you are loved because of something you have to offer, something you have, something you can do, what happens when you cannot do those things? Praise the Lord. So, and truly, the day Papa Isaac found the food elsewhere, he blessed someone else. <laughs> he loved this son because he used to eat of his venison. That's what the Bible says. But then the mother loved Jacob. No reason was she, she just loved him. She just loved him. And that kind of love lasted. But the one that tied to the food, one day they brought the food and the guy ate. Ah! You know, okay, so that Isaac will not give me, Papa Isaac will not give me a knock on my head when we get to heaven. I'll be a little careful, but Jesus will defend me anyway. <laughs> I don't think nobody give me a knock in heaven where Jesus is. But let's look at what this man did. How many of you realize that Isaac actually knew that it was not Esau? You love the boy. Why was he asking the question, are you really my son, Esau? Then he said it again that the voice is the voice of Jacob, but the hand is the hand of Esau. He blessed him because of the food. He knew that something was going on. But as he was trying to unravel what was going on, the venison was smelling. Ah. He said, you see, it's like you are not really Esau, but let's assume you are Esau so I can eat. <laughs> so he blessed the guy, and that was what he did. Hallelujah. And Esau came in after that. Let's read this scripture. We read it on Wednesday. The Bible says, if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Hmm. If the foundations. So there is a possibility of a destroyed foundation. And we are looking at God's family on earth. And we are talking about marriage. If the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Well, the next verse answers the question. The Bible says, verse 4. Verse four. So this is what the righteous will do. The Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord's throne is in heaven. That means, if the foundation be destroyed, what the righteous can do is to go to the Lord in his temple. Psalm 87 verse 1. I think we'll stop here on Wednesday. So, his foundation is in his holy mountains, which is his temple. So, if the foundation is destroyed, the righteous must go to church, to the house of God, to learn. Because really, God's word is supposed to be your foundation. But I have found out there are different types of men. 
There are different tribes of men. And there are different tribes of women. You have African men. You have Yoruba men. You have Igbo men. Awusa men. Kana men. Black. Blue. <laughs> and all kinds of men. But then you have the Christian man. The Christian man is from Zion. That is not a physical location in this sense. A Christian man is in Christ. All things are passed away. He lives among the people with a culture, but it's not influenced by the culture of the people. It's influenced by the word of God. So there is what every culture says about women. And there is what every culture says about men. And there is what the word of God says about women. And what the word of God says about men. And you have to make your choice. What you want to believe. Now here is the problem. You cannot claim to be a Christian and hold on to what other people say about marriage. But you know what? Every time I go this way, I rock boats. And you know by now, I don't care at all. If your boat is rocking, it needs to be rocked. Are you following me? Because every time I preach this way, some men get angry. Especially those who are here on Facebook. And they, they, because uh, uh, people say they are Christians. But the word of God is not the final authority over their lives. And I pray that I have a session one of these days where I will talk to women also. And, but second service, I will talk to women who are, who are in marriage. I will talk to both men and women, but, 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 but I will say some things to women. Because one of the things I seek to say, which I want to make it direct, and whoever is hearing me, hearing me very well. If you are a younger sister to a man, and you are giving his wife problem, I feel sorry in advance for your marriage. If you are elder sister, you come to your younger brother's house and you wreck havoc, especially if you print or your tongue will not save you when your problem begins. Because some of the stories I've seen, the man and the woman don't have a problem. In-laws are the ones coming in to separate and create things. But it's because there is a wrong foundation from the beginning. And I want to point out to one of the most common wrong foundations. You see, why I blame so many women is, is that I don't blame you for suffering and what is going on in the house, but I blame you for the choices you make. I'm going to show you one of the mistakes women make, and that brings them into trouble. But it's good to say, if you are a woman now, I hope, and you are hearing me, when you grow up and you are 60 and you are 70, I hope you will leave your son alone to enjoy his wife. Because this was done in American research. Women who suffered in the hands of their mother-in-law or sister-in-law, they grew up, produced a son, and suffered the wife also. My son. Because there is a problem in what is called betting exchange. If you understand relay race, you understand how they change betting. Now, this is what I learned. I used to be very athletic growing up. A part of it is still, but there's no, I've not had the opportunity of 
So the only game I'm li limited to now is long tennis. I've not had the opportunity of where to play ball. And um, <laughs> but growing up, I used to play ball a lot, and I could play very well. I mean, you wouldn't choose two people without choosing me. In my primary school, I was the fastest runner, and then I a very, very, very. Uh, it has always been like I could saw before, but if I do that now, <laughs> amen. So I, <laughs> it, it was just part of me then, you know. So I remember that in um, our primary school, we wanted to go for entire sports. And the teacher was training us how to receive bathing. What they told us was, if the person is holding right hand, you use your left behind so that it can put it like this. So it comes into your hand. If you put this hand, you make it difficult for the person coming from the same hand. So it's easier for the person to go this way. You take it and you put it at your stronger hand. Because it's going to affect you. I use right hand. Now, if I put bathing on my left, my speed will reduce. Now, they taught us. It is not necessarily, and I've seen this many times, even in Olympics, how Betty will drop. Have you seen that? It is not necessarily the fastest that will win. Many times, what determines the winner is how you are perfected the art of changing bathing. As you are running towards the person receiving it from you, you must have practiced very well to know when you receiving will start running. If you wait, the person will hit you, and you might drop it. There must be a distance the person is away from you. That you start running. He is at the peak of his own speed. You start running. See, this problem, betting has changed, is a problem with guys who love their mom and who are loved by their mom. Many times, mothers don't know. They time to understand that it is true. I have invested so much into this boy. But now, there is another woman in his life. And two captains cannot be in a ship. Now, what I'm going to say second, 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 second service is that if you are not married and you are hearing me, you are blessed. If you make a mistake, it's over to you. Are, you are, see, choices have consequences. Choices have consequences. When you say you love somebody, after loving the person, when you say it fits all your parameters of love, what you want in marriage, that is just one side of the coin. Please follow him to his house to go and eat dinner. And look at his people very well. Do you love them? If you don't, you are calling for a problem. There's no problem between you and this man, but what goes on between you and the other person can affect what goes on. Now, the number one thing, and I will start the second service, is that no man will tolerate a woman when he perceives that you don't like his mom. His definition will now be that if you love me, why can't you love what I love? But see, the problem is that he is right by saying you should love what he loves. But what he loves has problem. Did you get what I'm saying now? Amen. Are you with me? You understand what I'm saying? It is, there's no man that will feel good, especially men who love their mom so much. How do you want him to feel when he perceives that his wife, you don't like his mom? And you are putting up attitude truly to show that you don't like them around, then you have already wrecked the marriage. You have a choice. So, I am saying that one of the decisions you should make is that marry a man that you love and you also love his people. So that when they come, you can ask. Now, whether the man creates a gap or not, it's left to the man. I, I thought about that one last week that men should do that. But then, what of if your husband chooses not to? Which some men don't do. Now, it is wrong for a man to allow 
his siblings to invade his home. But the question is, why did you marry that kind of person? And now you are crying foul play. That's the issue. You understand? Praise the Lord. Because in being fear, you have to look at both left and right. I learned of a lady as soon as she got, she loved, they were so much in love. See, this thing that we call love, we need to define it many times. But as soon as she got to the guy's house and she realized that the mom and the sister had a very strong hold on the guy, she sent him SMS. She stopped picking his call. One day she said, I don't have a problem with you. Honestly, you'll be the best guy I've met. But I have enough sense to understand that I don't want to put my head in this thing. These people will come to our home and dictate what goes on. And I don't want that. I want a family building a new home. We love our parents, but they don't come and sit with us controlling everything. Now, some men, they know that you are, your mom is... You know why? You are still a boy. And that is what I want to talk about today. One of the foundations being destroyed is that some women marry boys. And you're already wrong. The Bible says, for this cause shall a man after that, Genesis 2.23. For this cause shall a man, not a boy. How do you know a man? What will a man do? The answer is in that scripture. For this cause shall a man leave his father and his mother. The Bible didn't say a woman should leave her father and her mother. But Yoruba culture says that. In those olden days, they will marry a woman and take her to the village. She will be cut away from her family and everything. But what the Bible says that for this cause. Now, the Bible is not saying that you turn your back to your parents because you are married. No. I love my parents, I give to them, I go visit them. We are supposed to love them. But you must be independent enough to make your own decision. Oh, I have never seen anything as silly as men who report their wives to their sisters for every reason and any reason. Plenty salt in the food. Mommy. It's funny, but I have seen this. Do you know... How people have sat before me and what people have said. Honestly speaking, when people finish talking to her, you feel like calling some men. As if you should look for whip. I don't understand a man who is in his late 40s. Any argument with his wife, 30 minutes after that, the sister will call. Watch what you are doing to Bodao. What you are doing to her. What you are doing to... Every now and then. I learned of once, Abraham <laughs> <laughs> he borrowed money from the wife. And the day she said, my money, in after argue, 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 finally in anger, he gave her back the money. 25 minutes after that, two sisters called. What kind of woman are you? And they started saying, are you really a Christian? That your husband? And she asked the guy that, sorry, did you tell them? Because I did not even tell my own people. You understand? I saw that you were trying to do a transaction. As your wife, I decided to support you. I didn't tell, I collected my, the money from my brother, but I didn't tell my brother I wanted to give my, uncle, my, my husband. She protected the man. But the day she asked for her money, but the uncle said, well, what do you want to do? He said, don't worry, it's a personal thing. But then she transferred the money to the husband. Then she asked for her money, and the husband started calling the sisters. And those ones who started calling. So, hey, you know, <laughs> it is, it's, oh God. If you are here and you are a man, you are listening to me. 
if you don't reach a point where you decide that you are the final authority, you are reporting your wife to your relatives. You know what? It's as if you are taking a digger and you are destroying the, your, the foundation of your marriage. You are made out to lose her respect before those people. And you know what? What you have told them, they will never forget. When the two of you are okay, you're giving them an information that will forever work against the marriage. If you feel that, oh dear, I send you this money, even if there is an exchange of work between the two of you, let it stay there. Why calling somebody? Any little pay you feel in the marriage. Your wife goes out, she's not. Say, ah, ah, Auntie, this is night and she's here to come back home. And then where your wife is, Auntie is calling us. Where, where, where are you? Where are you to? Where are you? Where are you? Where are you? This is night and where are you? Is that one a man? It's a boy. Age does. Oh, oh God. God help me to save a lady. She's having a beautiful time in Abuja. And I say, when you help people, there are dividends. Yeah, so occasionally she sends money to. There are dividends of helping people. <laughs> Two relationships she was involved with. I, I, you know, normally I don't run people's lives. You know, I don't. I don't. She was very close to me. She was in this church at the beginning. She's married to one of the best men on earth now. And I see, I'll see them posting together in UK, everything. And they both work in a, in a particular city in Nigeria and they are doing well. So this is the person I'm talking about. But she was dating two guys. I just started to ask you sometimes questions will unravel things. Every time she called the mother, the mother will call the phone. She was the type that they, they oh God. When she was dating a guy, let's call the guy, uh, let's call the guy uh, Angel. <laughs> When Angel's mom, when they were growing up, the father left them. So she raised three boys all by herself. And as at this time I was talking to them, Angel was already a consultant for one of the major multinationals in Nigeria. He was 39. Yet there was no decision without the mom. The mom called the lady one day and said, let me tell you, we are not begging our son to marry anybody. And started saying things. She would call the mom and say, how are you? I'm, 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 she would call the phone. She wanted all daughters-in-law to kneel down and be worshipping her. You know some women are like that. When I come as a mom, when I come, all of you will bow. That's what she wanted. So she, she, in her own case, she was even trying to show love. One day she almost, she felt that I had a sorry. I have a job. I'm not yet married yet. I'm driving EOD. I'm not a beggar. You are making it look like every time you showed the mom love and respect, she felt that she wants, oh, she wants to call me. And that's the way some women are. Now she's respected because of my son's money. She wants to call me, so I will endorse the relationship. She was struggling with this for a while. I didn't see anything. The thing continued. On the son's bed, there's something up. I don't know exactly what I means. She came late or so. After the mom, after the bed, they both of time, the mom told the son that she would be the one that would give it. She got up and she started talking about the son's achievements. He read masters in Kinecom Manchester University, this one. I said, so... Let all those who are trying to date him understand. We are not, and she was there. She was not reckoned with at all, and they were already preparing for marriage. They had paid for it all in an outside here. I helped her to collect the money back. But that one, she didn't give me a title of it. <laughs> you know, they, were, they already paid for it all. And I said, this is calamity going to happen. So one day, 
I, I didn't know because I, I don't, I, I, I don't, I can't be responsible for people's breakup. But I'll just be like, are you sure what you want to do? So one day she came and we're talking. And I asked her that, this guy you are dating, the pastor of the guy, he was doing, he was working with, the multinational posted him to North. So he was doing most of his jobs in the North. The redeemed pastor from the North came to see the mom about this, some of this issue. The mom didn't even see him. She called the man. The man flew, landed in Lagos, where that the mom said hey, something, something came up. And she couldn't. And I was like, hey. So I decided to ask her a question. I said, this guy, does he have an elder brother? She said, yes. I said, how old? He said, 47. Director of a bank of several branches under him, not a brand manager, senior manager, or many branches under him. For this, I said, Is he married? He said, No. She said, No. Then she remembered that the day she went to the house, she heard the mom telling the guy that that one you are calling your girlfriend, she's not a girl, I'm going to send that away. 47. Director in a bank. Plenty of official cars and staff under him. 47. Still living with the mom. Mom still telling him that the last girlfriend he brought to her. We say people like that, the way to pay them is for all women to leave them alone. One day they will realize that they have a problem. But as long as they have a girl to chance, they will never change. I am not hitting on families like that. Boy, it's painful that there are families like that. And you, a Christian, you, a graduate, you go and put your head in that kind of house. Then you are in prison forever. You see, the only thing that will change some guys is for every woman to date them for one month and walk away. That, uh, your attitude is wrong. Walk away. By the time he's 60, and there's nobody, he'll finally realize that there is a problem. Because when people go the wrong way, and they are still making it, they never think there's anything wrong. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. I, I get what I'm saying. So, that guy was 37, a consultant. His brother, 47, a banker. All of them, they are still boys. The sincere truth is that the mom doesn't want them to get married. She's married to them. She raised them. Truly, she sweated, went through a lot. But it is called entitlement mentality. There comes a time you let the person go. As a father, you love your daughter so much, you raised her, you sent her everywhere. But there must be a time another man must take her. You must know when to pass the button and stay. So this is what happens many times. Oh, I've heard stories of women who are married that the mother of the husband will still bring food. See, these women who do this, they are not bad people. The problem is that they do not know when to know that the burden has been passed. I should stay. I love my son. I raise my son. Boy, it's my joy now that he has taken another woman. So, just go. John the Baptist said, he must increase, I must decrease. You understand what I'm saying? So, there comes a time you let them live their life. Boy, see, it is difficult for mothers who are so much in love. It is you, the guy, who should help. Especially if you are listening to the kind of message I'm preaching. You are not against your mom, but you have to help your mom to understand that mommy debate stand between the two. I said that on Wednesday. A man of wisdom will not even allow any issue to happen between you and your wife. Once you know that there is a bit of this thing about your mom possessing you and your wife 
just create a separation. You go and greet your mom as many times as you want, but avoid contact between your mom and your wife. It's true. So that at the end of the day, they will both love each other very well and there will be peace in the family. Once you notice that anytime they see each other, there is always an issue. Why don't you play as a man, a mediator? In our family, all the ladies, they love my mom so much, passionately. Even at that, anything we are doing in our family, I am the one who goes. I said, well, many of you are like, I'm true. I'm, 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 I'm serious. My wife follows me for any function if she wants to go. Ask her, I am never, if I meant I just, the, every time she wanted to go, she would be the one that would tell me that, that I want to follow you. Because I am their son. I am the member of the family. Cousin is doing well, I'm the one that will show up there. Ask me where is my wife, and I'll tell you that, what's your business with that? If you have seen me, you'll see my wife. After all, two have become one. So to expect my, mom, my wife to show up in every function in our family, well, our family is not like that, but if I was on a farm, I would have been like an exception to I can't do that. If she says she wants to enjoy the passion, she wants to fine. If she says she's staying, staying at home, nobody can ask me that we are going to your, your hometown. So where is your wife? It's none of your business. I am the one from that hometown. I am here. Period. Talk to me. Want to tell your wife something? Tell me what you want me to tell her. And when you finish, if it's something stupid, it drops there. I won't go with it. I can't even be taking my wife around and commonize her. Some of you go to your hometown, you allow them to turn your wife to housemaid there. Young girls are there playing. She is there cooking. Firewood, fire entering her eyes. And you are there talking. You are enjoying it. How many of them help you to pay bad price? <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you following me? See, I want to show you a scripture. And I, it's, I, I, will, I want to talk to ladies, but I, want, I want to show you a scripture. The Bible says, if anyone, I think that's 1 Timothy 5 8. 1 Timothy 5 8, that if you don't provide for your own house, this is a strong scripture. All of you watching me, don't argue with me, argue with the Bible. If you are not a Christian, you are listening to me, I hope I don't have I hold you no explanation. You are not a Christian, you don't understand what we are talking about. You are a cultural man, go on with your culture, there's no problem. You are not a Christian. But if you claim to have met Jesus Christ and you are listening to me and you hate what I'm saying, what you will never be able to do is to show me from the Bible that I'm wrong, but you will show me from culture. Because we are going to go to Ephesians chapter 5 very soon now and understand what the Bible says there. Why is it so difficult for people to leave culture for Christ? The same culture some years ago where trees must be killed. What is good in culture? And we stay. The same culture where our forefathers lived in the forest. Culture puts people under. There are good things about culture like respect. But the excesses must be done away with. Where women must be slaves to men. No. Because in the beginning, before culture started, God created the first man and the woman. And God already gave his body that for this cause shall a man. So how do you know whether the person you are dating is a boy or a man? Check his ability to make decisions by himself. A man is the final authority under God. 
So you will see that I will listen and say, yeah, okay, is that what you want? That's what. And real men are always very compassionate. It is true. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, I'm not being one side. I'm going to talk to ladies in a while. If you're already married, and if you are married and you are fighting your husband's mother, your husband's sister, you don't want to see them around, we will do that next service. I'm coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. So, you know, <laughs> what see? When you hear the word, do your own part. Because some couples will hear the message. I say, I'm going to say, did you hear what he said you should do? And I'm like, what about you? This we hear, and instead of the message bringing peace, stronger fights will start because of a message that should help. Because people tend to want the other person to change why they remain. Let me tell you the truth. Your home will be beautiful if you change. Every time I've spoken to with couples with conflict, the lady will say, that, I'm not saying I'm a saint either. I'm going to have my own fault. But this man, and I'll be like, okay, that's your own fault. Can we start by you working on it? Oh, they will fight you. They don't want to hear that. When people come to report their husband or their wife, what they wanted to do is that just call the wife or call the husband and begin to turn lash both. But I have enough sense to understand that a one-sided story is not story. I'm going to demand that I don't make a comment until the other person is there. And I'll ask the questions here and there. Because you can come and sweet talk us. I know when people are saying story, they say they are, they say the story to lift up themselves and discredit the other person. Okay? Praise the Lord. The Bible says, but if any provide not for his own, especially for those of his own house. What, what's the next word there? This is a strong word. And it's worse than an you know, the day the Lord opened my eyes to, he said, I used to think, of course, literally, you will think that provide money, provision. Then the Holy Spirit called my attention one that I did not put money there. Don't add to my word. Is there anything about money there? If anyone provides, part of what a man provides is protection. Emotional stability. Provide for your wife confidence. Protection. Protect her from assault coming left and right. The Bible says if attacks come to your home and they land on your wife without your protection being there, you are worse than an infidel. That's what the Bible says. If you, she's open, she's open. Anybody can come in and say anything about her and you allow it. The Bible says that you have denied the faith. That's a strong word. That should make any man again. Like we usually start with, it is true. Marriage is not compulsory. If a man knows that you are not ready to join a woman to pray, say when the same sisters and your mom and everybody, whoever it is, speaking against you, when they speak against you, you stand, you react, you turn. But you are allowed to speak against you. But what the Bible teaches is this. Because I know one or two cases like that, that even the, the sisters and the mom coming to the house to create problem. On one occasion, they had a problem with the guy himself. They almost didn't talk for an entire year. He responded, he almost punched his mom. They say, mommy love. So you can't take insults. You can't take anybody picture you. But you are endorsing them to do it to your wife. And the Bible says, no man has hated his own flesh. That's true. What exactly does the Bible demand? Us band. 
love your wife. Wife, submit to your own husband. If you are married to a boy, the foundation is already destroyed. So what we need now is how do we relay the foundation? Because there are people listening to me now. You know by now that the person you are, that you call your husband is actually a boy. For this cause shall a man. But you have made the first mistake and you are facing the consequence of your decision. You are married to a boy. Some years back in the church, one of our sisters, the guy must be 51 then, in Nigerian army, a top-ranking officer. Oh, okay, I don't want to say details. I may not be known because he, he even visited me in the office and he, he was interested in one of our sisters who was in her mid-30s that time, 51. And usually I always help ladies to ask the right question. I told her that. He said, blah, 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 the first wife left. This one happened, that one happened. I said, well, I can show you from the Bible scriptures on which you can remarry. But let's start this way. So that you don't go to second home, third home, fourth home. Let me help you to ask a very important question. I said, do me a favor. Whatever you can do, find the number of the wife that left. She might have a lot to tell you. She had not even spoken to that one before she discovered after a while. This, is, this guy goes to a church, a kind of deliverance ministry. This guy fasted for 30 days with Jews and water only, 30 days. Yet the mentality did not change. At 51, everything was about the mom. At the point, I told her that, say, wait, about relationship that we need to take it easy. I need my mom to give me the financer. She said she's praying over the matter. 51. So I told her that, go and ask the former wife. The mom chased her away. And I tell you this, I said, he has not told you the whole truth. He's 51. One, the day you get him to a corner, ask him to tell you the truth, how many women have been through his life. And I said, check very well. The mom sent away all of them. You know what you do for that kind of guy? Leave him alone. Let his mom enjoy him. That's what she wants. And that's what you should do. So that, that's the truth. He has two sons in America. I said, what the mom wants is his full attention. He left America and came to Nigeria because of his mom. Just leave him alone. That's how they want to live their life. You are the one going to encroach on their privacy. And she understood she left him. I said, just leave him alone. The mom wants him 24-7. Let them be like that. The guy will become free when the mom goes to heaven. And the mom is a Christian. When she goes to heaven, he will now marry proper. So I want to say this, if you really love him, just wait. We wait on you. We wait on you. <laughs> I will wait for you, guy. I wait for you. That, that is what you need to do. Otherwise, you are looking for trouble. You are not better than other women who have tried. The same thing will happen to you. Except you are ready to worship. Which is what I'm talking about, second service. Sincerely. Anyone married to a boy, you have one of these three options. Especially if the pain is so much, especially if it's hitting you, you can leave. The second one is the most difficult. You can begin to pray that God will change him. 
What makes it difficult is that you don't know how long it will take God to answer your prayer. But truly people change and God works on people. You can't tell how long. And God forbid that your one eye is not punched out before the prayer is answered. And the third one is that you can play the game the way he wants you to play the game. You see, all the bossy guys, bossy, bossy women, are there's something they want. I know that you and I agree that what they want doesn't make sense. As senseless as it is, play the game alone and give him what he wants. He wants, if what they want, and when the mom comes in, you're on your knees and she tells you to stand up, please do it. If you love him and you want to stay in the marriage, if you don't want to consider the first one, what you cannot do is that you cannot eat your cake and have it. You have to choose one of these three options that I've just laid down. You can't combine them. You have to. Either truly you see that there's so much love between him and his mom, between him and his sister, and you play along. You love the sister and the mom by force. The sister comes in 12 midnight. You are in the kitchen fixing rice. And when they are talking at the sitting room and they sit down and they are talking and you show up and there's a look on their face that, sorry, we are talking. Just go to your room. See, a normal woman will react to that because you want to claim ownership. this is your home. But see, in this regard, you remember you are married to a boy. So play the game alone. One sister looks at you, someone just say, auntie, I'm sorry, go to your room. And there will be peace. Honestly speaking, the guy will start respecting you after a while. You know what this will lead to? It is the most difficult route. But you see, at the end of the day, you can so much win their other. They start, they start reporting each one another to you. You now become the link. The day the mom is angry with him, she will tell you that your husband, you see I'm talking to, I don't want to talk to your husband. Then you, at that time, you will win the whole family. But the way is dirty. And the job is difficult. Are you agreeing with what I'm saying? See, there's nobody you can pacify. It's a question of, are you willing to go to that length? That the younger sister comes home, she finishes, you serve her, and she finishes with your cross leg, and you carry the plate to the kitchen, you watch. <laughs> and you are watching TV, and she says that, no, it's African marriage, I want to watch it. She rules the house. Why you play second fiddle? For the sake of love. If you are willing, now, Honestly, you agree with me that it's not impossible. It takes something from you. You will humble yourself completely. Honestly speaking, guys who are bossy, that's what they want. They talk and you don't talk. I find it very strange why I will say something, why my wife cannot question what I say. Why can't she question what I... I, mean, I can't just load anything over her. If I say something that concerns her, she says, no, I, I don't think I should go and everything. She has her own opinion. I can't come home because I'm a pastor and spit out an opinion and believe everybody should just take it. I don't even raise my kids like that. They should be able to ask questions. What, what concerns them? I should not force it over them. You understand what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. That is why American kids are very bold. African kids are very timid. It's not this, your, now your opinion can prevail eventually, but give room for them to say what they think first. Then as the end of the family can say, okay, I have heard you, but I still think I want to do it this way. But at least give a room where your wife can say things and express herself without being afraid. Did you get what I'm just saying now? Praise the Lord. So this, the last option is difficult. It will make you very humble, but it is possible. Actually, if you're already married and your husband is a boy, 
and you don't want anything divorced on your case, you have to do what I've just said. That's the option. As you are praying for him to change, keep giving him my message, hoping that he will grow up very early or very soon. But pedal time is growing up for peace to reign. You have to do these things. Now, leave him for me and for the word of God to correct. But you don't know how soon that correction will help him. But pending the time that, actually, you are blessed. If he's not beating you and there's no abuses, but there's tension because of the, see, you have no choice. What you, you convince yourself that, see, if I love him, I should love what he loves. You know this is wrong, but you see, you made your choice already. You are married to him. And the Bible says that you should obey your husband. So you just make up your hand and say, I know this is not an ideal family, but for the sake of peace, I'm willing to play along. I don't believe that your sister just, your other sister just called me and say, she's doing name in the house, I should come and cook. But you see, you, at this moment, you have no choice for peace to reign. After a while, those who are anybody that is bossy, once you submit yourself to them, you win them. That is all they want. They talk, they don't want you to talk. After a while, they notice that truly, anytime you talk, you are not putting up an attitude and you are listening. Even when what he's saying is stupid, and he said, that's what I want us to do. And you do it, and he loses his money, and everything turns upside down. After a while, we start realizing that that's not the way. Men who are authoritative, men who are uh, totalitarians in their home, those who are like that, what they want is unconditional submission from a woman. If you are married to one, you have no choice. When he says, dear, I want to make love to you now. Whether you are ready or you are not ready, you must be ready. Boy Scouts, motor, be prepared. <laughs> In season and out of season, many times you will lock your door, you will cry. Because you are being treated less than who you think you are, you know that you are. But you see, you made a decision. But if you feel that there are abuses and you are being tossed to and fro, and your life is at stake here, then leave. That's all I have to tell you today. I hope I've been able to help somebody. All of you that are not married here, run away from boys. Don't marry a boy. Don't marry a boy. Go to his house and check if you like the family. You are going to live with the family. You are not going to marry him and expect him to detach from people that he has always loved. So why did he say that? Don't worry. No, tell him, I will worry you. I need to know that I love the in-laws I love. So when they are around me, I am happy. My brother lives, my elder brother lives in Maryland. He's been to my house once in one year. In the last one year, once. That's the way we are. I bless God for my family. That's the one before me. The first one lives one next around Akuonjo. I've not been to his house in three years, and there's no complaint. When we see, he can just call me this afternoon. Oh, boy, how are you doing? I'm, like, I'm fine, bro. How is everything? Fine. That's all. How is your wife? Oh, are you coming for social program? Okay, I will come. Uh, well, maybe we'll sit there. We just. That's all. That's the way my family, three guys, that's the way we are. Nobody says that, hey, we are doing something. If my brothers are doing something and I'm not there, they will just say, oh, I expected to come yesterday now. We don't make issues out of sorties. And you know what? It is me they will say, I, 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 I thought you would come, but you didn't show up. They won't call her to say anything. We don't do that. 
I can't call my if I see my brother somewhere, like, where's your wife? How come she's not here? Oh, she's at home. We just sit out of courtesy, but not out of demand or any obligation, obligation kind of thing. I'm, I'm telling my brother, so why, why, why did your wife come? We have enough understanding. We don't do that. I know if we don't talk for two years, when we all see, we can just till middle of the night, like that. Yeah. My parents will come to Lagos and call on their way to Bega. I just want to let them come to do something. My father went to the same school with OBJ, with MKO. We came to do one alumni sometime. We are leaving. Period. I will never forget. When we first got married, my father came to do something. And the driver came. So in the night, they couldn't go back to Lagos. So he just said, let me see Shalani. So we just got married there. No child, nothing. Just very early. And then we're living in a three-bedroom flat. Other rooms were not okay. And then there were people staying with us, about nine people. So I told my wife that, you know what? Can you sleep in the girls if you don't mind? She said, no, no problem. And she too said, let daddy sleep in our master bedroom. I said, I will sleep on the couch at the city room. Now, my father didn't know in the night. Came in the night, just showed him the room, and he slept. So he woke up. I think he walked around the room, and he saw my clothes, and saw her clothes. As he was about leaving, he called me. He said, did you give me your room over now? I said, yes, sir. He said, never your life. He said, your, your master bedroom belongs to you and your wife. He said, look, I just want this. I could have paid for charity in hotel. He said, I just wanted to see my kids. That I would have stayed in your city room. I would have slept on the chair there. He said, I would have. He said, if you told me, I would have slept any other place. He said, please, don't do that again. Oh, I love parents who respect the privacy of their children. Honor and that's my father. Honor and dignity. He was so upset that we left our room for him. Some other people will call me, they will command. You, out. <laughs> out. You also lay the bed. <laughs> and you, you, you know, see. Remember, I keep saying. The goal is not for people to discredit, dishonor their parents. Parents who do this are not necessarily bad people. They are good people. Some of them are Christians. It is you with understanding that needs to start talking to them. That mommy, there is a way as a soul you can talk to your mommy. No, 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 it's not so. You can go and meet your mom in the kitchen room and say, mommy, you said this about my wife the other time. I don't think we should lay this kind of foundation. And you begin to explain to her why things shouldn't be. And you are, you are rebuilding the family. You are healing the family. Now that they are talking, you are nodding your head. Yes. Yes. Mommy, mommy said, your wife, your mom said, your wife, she's stupid. You two are this. She's even silly herself. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. Shall we rise? Hallelujah. Oh, Father, we thank you for your word. Heal every home and make every home stand. In the name of Jesus, blessed be your name. Thank you for listening to the teaching of Pastor Shola Oshumakinde. We believe you have been blessed. Worship with us at David's Court, number 25 Mojidi Street, off Touring Street, Ikeja, Lagos. On Sundays, our first service starts by 8 a.m. and our second service by 10 a.m. While our midweek service starts by 7 p.m. on Wednesdays. Go and do great things. God bless you.